0: The magic in me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Everybody knows I got the magic in me. When I hit the floor, the girls come snapping at me. Now everybody wants a so breast of magic, magic, magic. Magic, 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 oh, ooh, the magic, magic I let temple blow your mind. a volunteer, you, with the eyes. Come on down to the front, stand right here and don't be shy. I have
1: you time traveling. Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer, episode 130. Woo! What, what, uh, what do you get for the 130th anniversary?
2: I I don't know. I don't think people usually are married that long, so I don't think they, they have that.
1: I'll tell you what you're going to get today. You're going to get some audio gold. What? Uh, we are still under a cough warning. Yes. Uh, first of all, I wanted to... Uh, I'm not going to read them on the air, but I have been getting some emails just from people that I don't even know have just been like asking how I'm doing and um, that try not to cry that makes me uh, that makes me feel good because um, I haven't been doing very well the last couple months um, don't know what's been the lots of different doctors on lots of different medicines. Lots of different tests. We're getting our house checked for mold next week. Mm-hmm. Talking about ripping the carpet up because yep. God knows what's in, you know, the carpet that's been there at least 20 years and has been through how many dogs we've we had in this <laughs> house in, in 20 years? Six dogs. Yep. Um, you guys are awesome though. Um, Just the just strangers who just connect with us through this podcast, and then they'll you know I'm easy to find on Facebook. I don't hide my profile or anything. You can mm-hmm. there's not there might be one other Dan Rhino. There was uh, one a few years ago that was like a a linebacker for the Na- U S Naval Academy.
3: Yeah,
1: so I'm sure I have to be related to him in some way. Somewhere. It, it's in some way in the Rhino ge- genealogy that we have to be related in some way but you'll see me and and nightwing in our in my p- profile photo so a lot of people have friended me just through the podcast and you know they hear me talk about being sick a lot and they they reach out and they follow see my facebook post i kind of updated everybody today on everything that was going on so you guys are awesome it's this kind of like a little You know family that we have here From all different backgrounds And all different religions And all different um, You know places around the world That this podcast has kind of brought Us together in our little Bubble of a Harry Potter Fan family here So I want to thank everybody that reached out for that And I do respond to everybody I just you know Didn't want to make it into a pity party for me By reading them on the air But I do appreciate people that have uh, emailed me But, uh, you know, this, doing this with you is very cathartic for me And I think it's, like when we had friends over the other night I didn't think so much about, like, how I'm feeling, you know, if that makes sense It kind of takes your mind off things for a little bit Um, When I go to basketball games with my dad, I kind of escape. I get to see one of my former fourth grade students playing Division I college basketball now, which is really cool. It kind of takes your mind off things for a little bit. And I think that me being a very glass half empty kind of guy normally, that things like that, um, anytime you can get some kind of escapism, that I think it's, it's good, maybe not for your physical well being, but definitely for your mental well being. And I think that mental health has been, you know, so, so much under the microscope in the last several years that it's, we realize, I think we underestimated in the past how, how big a deal it was to physical health and emotional health was mental health as well. So that's today's episode of Dr. Phil. Um,
2: Dr. Phil doesn't really do. Why
1: are you the way that you are? I was gonna say he's
2: (laughs) not really helping. Why
1: do you talk to your mama like that? (laughs) I don't know if I've ever seen an episode of Dr. Phil. Like I've seen Dr. Phil like as himself, or people parody him in movies. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he's kind of a caricature of a real person, kind of like my dad. Much. Yeah, my dad's. I tell these stories that my dad does, and people don't believe me. But part of the reason why I'm such a good storyteller is because I've seen my dad just do insane things over the years, <laughs> and I don't have to make these things up because I've lived them. Uh, and another story you don't have to make up is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix.
2: Oh yeah, we didn't make it up. Somebody else did.
1: Yeah. Uh, she. She who shall not be named. Yes. Uh, this is Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino, by the way. I'm Jessica Rhino. Five minutes in, I let <laughs> Jess introduce herself. Okay, uh, that's just kind of uh, husband I am. I like to, you know, when we go to out to restaurants, I order for you, and
2: you do not. <laughs> I will punch you.
1: <laughs> and I have, and I have punch me. Jennifer has also socked me a couple times.
2: Eh, she was a little, little tipsy.
1: I mean, let, let's. I don't, I'm not. Let's not excuse behavior for. Let's not use alcohol as an excuse well, I was for just saying, bad behavior.
2: I, I I don't partake in that, so that's not my issue. I just hit you.
1: I I've never been punched by Catherine. Um,
2: no, she just tries to hold your hand. She does.
1: Um, tries to hold my hand a lot, uh, but that's because she's little, like you, and she was super pregnant <laughs> the last time. <laughs> she was afraid <laughs> she, of getting lost. She was afraid of getting lost in a crowd of. You know, there was like twenty thousand people there, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she did try to hold my hand a lot, which I'm I'm fine with that, uh, because I don't want uh, little pregnant ladies getting lost in crowds of stinky geeks.
2: Mm-hmm. Kelly has Kelly hit you?
1: Oh, I'm sure she has. Huh? Kelly's Kelly's very aggressive.
2: <laughs> she is, but it's it's low key, like. It's sneaky like she just not just gonna hit you She just might like Trip you On accident
1: Oh You fell down the stairs By accident <laughs> Where'd <laughs> oh, you get that Black eye from Poor
2: Dan Fell down the stairs I was like I
1: had an accident At home officer <laughs> uh, And Anastasia I don't think I think she would Hit me But I Try not to give her Reason to
2: Yeah Don't insult Malls Or pretzels soft, soft pretzels, pretzels.
1: And you'll be fine.
2: Don't try and tell her that Hot Pockets are good for her.
1: Nobody said they were good for Nobody you. Nobody did. But she's very aggressive with with the, the her defense that they're not healthy for you. Not healthy. Like, guys, they're so bad for you. It's like, we know. They're also delicious.
2: <laughs> like, do they taste good? Then, of course, they're bad for us. Oh, yep. That's Ab- how the world
1: works. Absolutely. Uh, so now that we've gone through the entire inner circle and how they have or have not abused me, uh, let's get into the... We're gonna get into the penultimate chapter. Oh
2: yeah. It was like are we gonna, are we gonna use our vocabulary words? Yep, we're gonna use our I?
1: big vocabulary penultimate, the second to last chapter of this uh, book that would never end, which was chapter thirty seven, The Lost Prophecy and Still before. my we favorite do that, book,
2: don't don't
1: I'm not gonna ruin it, it for you like I ruined Chamber of Secrets for Kelly <laughs> <laughs> when we did that. Pos- Podcast, I said, man, nothing's happening in this book She's like, oh man, that used to be my favorite book But he's right, nothing happens in this book <laughs> And that's what we're really here for We're here to ruin the to ruin the your Harry Potter, Harry your, your, Potter f- <laughs> your favorite novels of all time
2: By slowly trudging through them And pointing out all of the flaws
1: uh, Chapter 36 we did last time The only one he ever feared Do a quick recap here After Bellatrix apparently kills Sirius Harry chases Bellatrix through the Ministry. There's a brief battle between Bellatrix and Harry until Voldemort, with his v- visitor's badge, shows up. Uh, I tried to type in to AI today, mm-hmm. uh, Voldemort with a visitor's badge on. I couldn't get it. I I don't I don't I'm not worried about AI taking over the world mm-hmm. because I can't even get like something simple like that generated. So I think maybe in a hundred years you might have to worry about a Skynet situation with AI. Well, right.
2: We won't cuz we won't.
1: No, be we'll be anymore. way
3: gone.
1: We'll be, gone. <laughs> we'll be way gone. This planet might not even be here in 100 years, no. and it might not be because of AI.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I tried to get uh, Voldemort with like a, a visitor's badge on, and there was nothing really very good at all about that. I even like was a hello my on name backwards?
2: is. I saw one the other day, somebody did like um it was book characters. And they were like, "Oh look, I got these AI pictures with these our two fave book characters," and like, it was literally they were sitting on like the edge of uh, the roof or something, and he's facing out to the sunset, and she's like sitting with her legs to the side, and her head is turned around facing her head was literally on backwards. Mm-hmm.
1: See, we don't have to worry about AI. <laughs> they can't even put heads on right. Can't put. Heads how on. they gonna take? How they, they can't take figure out the world? right
2: number of fingers. And um, and there was another one where his leg was behind him too. Like somebody said, is his leg broken? How is he bending it like that? So yeah, it was kind of a mess.
0: Oh,
1: uh, Voldemort seems close to eliminating Harry when Dumbledore shows up. Dumbledore makes a bunch of statues come to life during the fight. Voldemort possesses Harry and tries to get Dumbledore to kill them. Uh, Harry's in so much pain, but the thought of seeing Sirius again actually frees Harry from the possession As Voldemort and Bellatrix escape And at the same time, Cornelius, Fudge, and several ministry higher-ups arrive at the ministry See that Voldemort is actually back And Fudge still tries to have Dumbledore arrested Because when the Dark Lord is back, why not throw your most powerful good guy behind Mm bars?
2: Yeah, well you want to keep him safe, Daniel Hmm Keep him safe. Gotcha. In jail.
1: Uh, Dumbledore makes his demands. Remove Umbridge from Hogwarts, call off the hunt for Hagrid, reinstall Dumbledore as headmaster, and Dumbledore keys with Harry back to Hogwarts. Today, the penultimate chapter, chapter 37, The Lost Prophecy. Uh, you just, within the last half hour, read this chapter.
2: Yes. Uh, I usually wait until, like, right before we record to read.
1: First thing pops in your head about the chapter, overarching thoughts about the chapter and, like, the pace of it and things like that.
2: Um, Dumbledore basically sums up the entire series so far.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah. It was a lot, and it was very drawn out.
2: Yes, there was a lot of explanation. A lot of, but he was interrupted a lot, and took a couple of detours on the way,
1: mm-hmm. like we do on this show.
2: We do not. We are very on topic.
1: Mm. We'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see the next <laughs> time it comes up in the next half hour or so. I thought it was a lot, a lot of slow delivery of information, mm-hmm. but a lot of information as well. Yes. I mean, a lot of information.
2: Well, maybe that's why you had to slow it down. Let it all sink
1: in. He was like, You remember? Like, you
2: remember? Back in the
1: first book when you did this.
2: No, no, we went all the way back. Do you remember? Remember when when you you, were born? Remember when
1: you were born? (laughs) He's like, No.
2: And you got that scar and I took you to your aunt and uncle's house. Do you remember?
1: I do not. Uh, But we are back in Dumbledore's office at Hogwarts and. Everything looks all cleaned up. Nope, all fixed. How'd that happen? I, I Daniel, I'm like gonna, a sorcerer's apprentice kind of thing. I'm like gonna be honest with you. <laughs> he enchanted the brooms before he left.
2: I don't remember how it got messed up. What I got, mean, well, when they were in there, but I just didn't remember it really being messed up. Like it didn't.
1: I mean, there was there was kind of a, a battle when they were trying to of. subdue Dumbledore.
2: Yeah, but. It was was a weak battle
1: Everything back to normal Everything looks great Uh, Self-cleaning office Sorcerer's Apprentice uh, Enchanted the broomsticks and the buckets And they got it all cleaned up
2: I guess I was just more focused on all the things That were happening with the people I didn't really, I don't know It just didn't stick in my head that the office got that messed up
1: Fantasia, the worst Disney movie of all time or maybe you're,
2: it, you're just trying to get us off topic now. most
1: overrated Disney movie of all time
2: yeah it's awful <laughs> <laughs> it's awful it's unwatchable
1: my my there's members of my family who think it's the best yeah I know and I don't get it no like I understand like appreciating classical music and things like that but... it's
2: like one of those ones you could like have it on while you're cleaning the house or you could just listen to the music but there's no point in watching it no
1: God no. So maybe not the worst, but I think the most overrated, just because of how people. What could be worse? I don't know. What's that Treasure Island one that popped up when we were playing Jackbox the other day? Or
2: no, I think those are pretty. Like have like a following. Like well, I guess Fantasia has a following too. It's that. Fantasia's
1: not... got a huge following. I
2: know. I figured it out as soon as I said it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's got to be the most overrated of all time. Most yeah. underrated Disney movie of all time? Say it on the count of three. What you I think? got two. Okay, let's see if Which we Which one are same. you going to say? I don't know. Let's find out. One, two, three. Robin Hood. <laughs> you, you waited.
2: <laughs> it's Robin Hood or Fox and the Hound. I love them both.
1: They're be- both very underrated. I love them both. Um, <laughs> we had a good bit going here. <laughs> And it could have been magical. It's like when you and I, when you and I reach for the same in the same bag of potato chips, and we touch, and it's so cute and we touch the same chip at the same that time. Never
2: happens.
1: Yeah, but I make it happen. I will. I it.
2: know, but that's not <laughs> like. Oh my god, it's so cute. If We're it doesn't happen naturally, other. then it doesn't count. No,
1: I don't know about that. <laughs> AI made it happen. You can blame AI. How about no. that?
2: And made it happen
1: Alright um So Sorcerer's Apprentice cleans up the Dumbledore's office This all seems like good news I mean Dumbledore's back in control at Hogwarts Umbridge is gonna be gone Wait let's
2: go back to that for one second So it's Back
1: to Fantasia? What's no, your favorite? No no
2: no Um Mickey is cute with his little hat on
1: He, do, he does look cute
2: So anyway um so the office wouldn't let anybody else in. Mm-hmm. So could Dumbledore have been in there the whole time?
3: Probably. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, he cleaned it up. He came back and was like,
1: "Came back a few days early." And
2: because that's it, got all his little portrait mm-hmm. spies and people he talks to and bounce, it bounces ideas off of. So maybe he came. That's where he's been hiding this whole
1: time. So when Umbridge and her. Cronies were trying to arrest Dumbledore in his office Mm -hmm. Did they just Leave and then Weren't able to get back in Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah
1: Or did the office like magically like Portkey them out of there or something
2: No I think they left
1: Thinking that they would be able to get back in And Umbridge would be able to redecorate She had
2: to go get her stuff
1: yeah. Pack it you had to go get Put a cart. It in boxes.
2: <laughs> that would have been great. You had to go get a flat, <laughs> she, flat, like, little And she like packed flatbed. up her whole office <laughs> and lugged it down the hall and then couldn't get in and she's standing in the hallway with all her boxes.
1: And you know they don't have elevators. No, at no
2: elevators. <laughs> I know she could just magic it up there, but I still like the idea of her pulling this little trolley. Mm hmm.
1: With all Even if she did it. magic everything up there, that's a lot of stuff to to move, to move and control. She's got and those navigate. little
2: teacups and plates and uh-huh. saucers of, that are a delicate. A lot of, and, lot of stuff that's yeah, fragile, you got to yeah. like wrap that up and the the daily p- profit and keep it some safe. old
1: profit magazines <laughs> like they like they do at uh, at Goodwill when you buy uh, stuff from there. They've got the old uh, newspapers that yeah. they they wrap things up in. Uh, like I said, this. AI needs to make us that. AI needs to make what?
2: <laughs> the picture of Umbridge standing outside Dumbledore's office with That's all the stuff. Great ideas!
1: I'll tell you what—if I bet we've got some really talented artists listening. If you ever want to, you know, send me some artwork or something like that. First of all, we'll plug it on all the the social media, and we'll send you some swag, swag. you know, for your for your time and effort.
2: Stuff we all get.
1: And I'd rather do that than. Have AI generating stuff anyway. Yeah. I'd rather support our our little family of uh, talented people here. Uh, Dumbledore's back in control at Hogwarts. Good. Good. Uh, is gonna be gone. Hagrid's gonna be back. Check. We got a bunch of Death Eaters tied up at the Ministry. Nice. The Ministry is a—they can't hide the fact that Dumbledore's not, you know, uh, or that Voldemort's not back. Uh huh. But just minutes ago. Harry had to see Sirius apparently die And Sirius is dead Because Harry allowed his brain To be manipulated by Voldemort Something that Hermione warned him about So Harry at this moment Wants more than anything right now Just to get out of Dumbledore's office But he's not able to Mm -hmm. So Why does Dumbledore decide That right now Is the best time to have this long Needed sit down with Harry
2: well, because he wants to... He's kind of taking some of the blame. He's like, right now, Harry's blaming himself. He's very upset. He's not thinking rationally.
1: But couldn't he, it wait till the morning?
2: No. He, he, was he going to go climb in his bed and have a peaceful night's
1: sleep? We waited six years. Five years.
2: No. The, we don't want to make Harry think it's his fault for one more
1: minute. Oh, one more minute. That's One gonna... more minute.
2: We're going to take care of this right now. <laughs> we,
1: we, it takes it,
2: 20 minutes. Later
1: on in this chapter, it gets a little ridiculous. Because, like,
2: the sun is shining. <laughs> it's like full on day. Like, when he gets there, it's mm-hmm. still nighttime. The sun starts to come up. The sun starts to come up a little more. It's getting brighter and brighter. And then all of a sudden, it is, like, high noon.
1: Hmm.
2: Super bright in the office.
1: Good day, sunshine. In this chapter, we learn why Dumbledore has been so cold and distant toward Harry
3: mm-hmm.
1: in this book. But the thing that really stands out to me is when Dumbledore is trying to comfort Harry in this chapter. And it really exposes how disconnected Dumbledore has become from Harry, I think. And Dumbledore even admits that, that not only has he been disconnected from Harry, but he's been disconnected from like the feelings of... Being a young person,
2: yeah, that's one of his big quotes that gets used a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, young but, people cannot—it's not an exact quote. I'm changing it to just young people in general mm-hmm. can't know how adults think, but adults can know how you have to remember what how you right. thought when and you
1: were younger. It's the folly of the adult who forgets mm-hmm. what it's like to be a kid, what it's like, and sometimes we, as teachers, we do that. And we remember it because we're just all about in, being in the moment and maybe correcting something or disciplining something in the moment. And we forget what it was like, you know, being a kid. We forget what it was like when, you know, you snap back at somebody because they're making fun of you. And it's not the first time they've done it. It's built up. And often we don't realize that until after the fact. And we have to kind of do some self-reflection there. But the big thing for me is that Harry, right now, doesn't, doesn't need to be told that I know you're in pain, but feeling pain is your greatest strength. That's not what he needs right now. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, Dumbledore's talking to Harry like Harry's an adult when he's actually a hormonal teenager who, again, has lost a family member. Which he doesn't have very many of Unless you count the Weasleys
2: And I don't think he realizes that yet Like right. we all realize that he has basically Been adopted by the Weasleys right. But I don't know that he feels that way And he
1: knows he loves them But mm-hmm. it's not the same mm-hmm. You know But Dumbledore's saying things like Pain is normal, it's part of being human I mean this kid probably just needs to be Hugged for a long time and have a shoulder to cry on for a long time That's probably what he needs right now He doesn't need to be talked to in a, in a monotone way And saying everything you're feeling is normal It's normal to feel like this That's not what he needs right now, I don't think And I think that kind of highlights the disconnect That Dumbledore and Harry have had Specifically in this book uh, Dumbledore, very calm and level-headed During this interaction with Harry for the most part. Almost emotionless. And Harry's just so angry. And Dumbledore keeps saying things like. You do care. All those people you loved have died. Of course you care. Is Dumbledore just letting Harry. Work through his anger. And kind of. Get it all out. Or is Dumbledore. Too afraid to get close to Harry. You know either physically. Hugging him or emotionally because of Harry's strong connection to Voldemort.
2: In this moment, I don't think it's the connection, although that's what he talks about shortly. Mm -hmm. But he also mentions that, you know, his judgment has been clouded because he is too close to Harry that he cares for Harry too much. He just wants to see him happy. He doesn't want to burst his little bubble and and tell him all the truth and he's getting ready to tell him all the tr- you know the whole truth. So I feel like D- Dumbledore has put a wall up mm-hmm. and he's like, "All right, I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to tell Harry what he needs to what I need to tell him. If he hates me afterwards, that's fine like he says then you can then you can hate me because that's you're really gonna hate me after i tell you what i haven't told you and he's prepared kind of to lose harry's affection in this conversation so i think he is kind of sitting behind he's sitting behind his desk he's got kind of a wall up like you said he's being very direct to the point i think the whole thing with, of course you're upset, of course you're angry, of course you care. Love's your greatest weakness, blah 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 or your greatest strength. Like he just wants to kind of get past mm-hmm. what Harry's feeling right now, which is um, you know, like you said, not the best, not what Harry needs. But he wants to get past that so he can get to his thing and <laughs> <laughs> and we can rip that band aid off because that's what he knows he needs to do. He was regretting not doing it sooner. And like I said, he wants to get it done now.
1: It's like if I told you, like I take like, if you go to this wrestling show with me, I'll take you out for ice cream after. You just want to get past the first thing so you can get to the thing that you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Harry's starting to wear himself out a little bit here with this rage trip that he's having. But Dumbledore temporarily calms things down by telling Harry that there are a lot of things that Harry needs to hear Starting with the fact that the death of Sirius is Dumbledore's fault Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And this is where things get a little drawn out and confusing for me Dumbledore basically says that he should have told Harry about why Dumbledore had been distancing himself from Harry Dumbledore claims that if Voldemort knew the personal connection and feelings that Dumbledore had for Harry that Voldemort would use that personal connection to his advantage. Is that pretty much what he's saying here?
2: Yeah. Um If Voldemort saw this as an opportunity, he would have jumped on it. But like he, he did, but he didn't really realize the full extent that he could have used it if if he knew how close Dumbledore and Harry were. So, so, like, he does use Harry's connection to manipulate Harry, but he could have had more chances to do that, more reason to do that, if he could have used Harry to spy on Dumbledore, or, I don't know, maybe, like, slip on the poison, or, you know, something. Do something to Dumbledore through Harry.
1: So, why now does Dumbledore realize... Or does Dumbledore look back and think that this was the wrong tactic to distance himself from Harry?
2: Well, he thinks that if he had told Harry that the connection could go both ways. Like, you. Because Harry was, not intentionally, but kind of spying on Voldemort's thoughts. If it could go the other way, if Harry was aware of that, or aware that it could even progress to, you know, using that connection to manipulate him. Maybe he wouldn't have fallen for this trick.
1: Maybe he would have taken the Occlumency lessons more seriously. Taken the Occlumansi
2: more seriously. And could have prevented it. Or also questioned it more when it did happen. Like, is this real?
1: So, what Dumbledore is kind of saying is that he made a mistake in doing this. Yeah.
2: Harry didn't make the right choice, but it wasn't his fault because he didn't have all the information.
1: Here's my question though do you think if he had it to do all over again that dumbledore would really do things differently he's kind of saying that he should have but if I, he had another chance we could get the old time turner out
2: we don't talk about the time turner that was just that one book um not fully i don't i think he still would have kept his distance but had he explained the possibilities that like given him more of a warning that this could happen, I think he would have done that.
1: I I don't know if he would. I don't know if Dumbledore would. I from what I've learned about Dumbledore so far, he's very much a, a tactician mm-hmm. and very plotting. And even though he claims he's made mistakes this time around, I'm not so sure he would Change anything. I think even with the death of Sirius and even with the the injuries that the other students had have gone through, and Tonks is going to be in Saint Mungo's for a little while, and Harry.
2: But it did draw Voldemort out, right? And now, right? Things can get right back on track.
1: Hagrid's going to be back. Umbridge is going to be gone. The world's going to know that the wizarding world, at least, is going to know that. Voldemort is back I don't know that and that I think that's one of the things that I've heard people talk about this but not experiencing the books as immerse, immersingly <laughs> mercifully yes. I might have just made up a word yeah there, there you go just having you know a basic knowledge of the story through the movies and the games and the Park visits and things like that, and just things that I hear people talk about. Dumbledore is kind of a polarizing character, and I've heard people talk about that. How you know he's in the first, especially in the first couple books, he's oh he's the weird guy that wears the weird clothes, and he's you know, but he's so nice to the kids, and oh he gives a bunch of extra points to Gryffindor so they can win. What a nice guy but a, there's a a large contingent of Harry Potter fans that feel that Dumbledore is kind of taking advantage of Harry and kind of using Harry as a pawn in this greater scheme that Dumbledore has to take down Voldemort. Have you I mean I'm sure you've heard things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. 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 Are you looking at me like I'm crazy? No.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just thinking.
1: Are you are you obsessing? With, there's there's a a tree behind me. I got I got to say it now. I've already started. <laughs> there's a, a little mini tree that we have. It's our Harry Potter themed tree. I'll put some pictures up on on our socials. Not until I fix it. After you fix it. But it's really pretty. You did an amazing job on it. But there's you saying there's a ribbon that's not straight. Mm-hmm. And your eyes keep darting over to it. Mm-hmm. And you seem very distracted (laughs) Whilst recording this episode
2: I'm here I'm here
1: Your body is here Your mind is not
2: (laughs) My mind is here My eyeballs are just on that ribbon Gotcha Um, Yeah, it's There's two spots That need to be rearranged
1: As soon as it's fixed I'll put them out on, on our socials Yeah Including X
2: Ooh, so aggressive
1: yeah, the girls say that when they're listening to it in their cars or on their headphones, that it kind of startles them when I
2: yeah, you gotta break it down. Just to mention come back. X. That's a much more chill X than normal. Um, no, I totally get what you're saying. I was I was being OCD about the ribbon, but also I was thinking about what examples could I give without doing spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know what you're saying. There are people who kind of think not that. Dumbledore's the bad guy, mm-hmm. but he is known for kind of getting wrapped up. It's kind of spoilery in for the greater good. Mm-hmm. That's like his thing. Mm-hmm. He kind of has to, like you said, move the chess pieces to and get everything to line up to, for what's the best outcome. And
1: he realizes in a, in a war, I there's going to be casualties.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No war. And don't don't get me wrong. This is going to be the next Wizarding War coming up. I think the next chapter is. I was like, "Did you read ahead?" (laughs) I might have looked the next page when I finished
2: the chapter title.
1: But in in a war, and Dumbledore is very much like a general. I said use the word tactician earlier. I almost used the word general because he knows that there's going to be collateral damage. Mm -hmm. You can't get out of a war without it. You know, even when you know, the U.S. was, uh, you know, fighting over in the, the first Iraq war, we had the upper hand on every kind of technology, every kind of weapon, every kind of uh, troop and training, and you still had casualties. You know, it, it's anytime there's conflict on a major level like that, there's there's going to be uh, damage and losses on both sides and i think dumbledore sometimes like you said for the greater good and for the big picture not that he misses the little details but he knows that the, the little details and the losses along the way are going to be necessary mm-hmm. and i think some people kind of see that as cold
2: yeah that He's using Harry for his... For the outcome he wants. Right.
1: Not that Been it's not... using this boy since birth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This baby. Who's now still just a teenager. Like,
2: you know, I'm gonna keep him alive. Then get him to school and get him trained up and get him ready.
1: Or have him raised by a, a nice family. Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll learn about why... Uh, Dumbledore felt that Harry needed to stay with the Dursleys.
2: I still don't know, though. Like, I mean, I I know what you're saying, and I totally agree that he does... Manipulate... Do things for the outcome that he wants. But I don't know that this is one of those cases, and that... Because, like, if he could... If Voldemort couldn't trick Harry into going... Then he would have eventually had to go himself, because mm-hmm. we find out that it has to be Harry or it has to be Voldemort. So he could have still Dumbledore could have still gotten the outcome he wanted by getting Voldemort to come out and
1: just like wait in a closet for him or yeah,
2: something. Yeah, <laughs> jump out! Ha ha! Got you now. Oh wait, he was waiting in his office. But somebody in a portrait would have run over and told him, and he could have just left his office and gone you over to the ministry.
1: He's in the uh, the room with all the orbs like under an invisibility blanket with like doing a stakeout. Mm-hmm. He's got his uh, gummy bears and he's got his, <laughs> he's he's got, his and... got got his coffee and got his binoculars. <laughs> and oh, no, his... I
2: think they do tea, babe. Ah, yes. Tea. I don't know. Maybe they do coffee too. I don't. Uh, it's I'm always sure, tea. Yeah, I'm
1: sure it's it would have been tea. But he's got his tea. He's got his snacks. You know, he's probably got. Uh, something to take care of his, uh, uh, urinary needs. <laughs> it's a steak outfit. If you're babe. gonna drink tea, you're gonna have yes, to pee eventually. Yes. Especially if it's caffeinated. Yeah. Oh. You, know, ca- you know, caffeine is a, what's it called, a diuretic? Yeah. Makes you pee a lot. <laughs> Sorry. I
2: just, I just nodded. I remembered I have to speak. Um.
1: Remember you had to what? I had to speak. Oh. Yeah, I, <laughs> I nodded like, to you. I was like, if you have to pee, I can pause it. <laughs> Good. We're ca- we've been caffeine free in this house for for a while. Oh,
2: we had a tiny bit today.
1: Yeah, because our throat we had sore throats. So we had to get a little frozen coke. A little action. frozen
2: coke. Um. Yeah. So I think I don't know about this. Part- if this is the best example mm-hmm. of that of him being I, and I agree over with you. manipulative. And I agree
1: with you. It just kind of makes me. It brought that up in my mm-hmm. mind. If that makes sense.
2: I feel like if he had gone the other way, if Dumbledore had told Harry this is what's going on, had made sure he did his occlumency, had made sure that Harry fully understood what could happen, then Voldemort would have been left with no choice. Mm-hmm. Then nothing, really nothing would have happened in the book. <laughs> yeah. Until Voldemort decided, ran out of all of his options, and decided to just go himself.
1: Uh, the involvement of Creature, the racist house elf, Seemed very long, very drawn out, and a bit convoluted. So I don't want to spend too much time on this, but essentially, Creature used some loopholes in the house elf code of conduct to be able to collaborate with the bad guys a little bit, right?
2: Yeah, Sirius told him to get out. So he got out. He left the house and went to uh, the only black relative left. Wait, didn't he say the only black relative left? He went to... Narcissa.
1: I just, I, it's still wrong It's to, to say <laughs> it's only black relative left. Oh, sorry. And <laughs> I know you didn't mean it that way. It's just, I don't know. It just strikes me as oh, his only, not right. His only like relative. Like you're saying something wrong. <laughs>
2: his only relative. Uh huh. Um, but his, Bellatrix is his relative. He couldn't, creature couldn't go to Bellatrix. He had to go to Narcissa. Um,
1: well. I think the thing about I think I the know. thing about Narcissa is that she's like not on the run mm-hmm. right now, so
2: Hustles are magic.
1: Yeah, but the I think it would have been nobody would have thought about if they even if they saw a creature talking to Narcissa in public yeah. Nobody would have batted an eye because it's a pompous, rich witch talking to a Drabby house elf. So you know it, that was probably the the most direct form of communication there. I think, if that makes sense. I don't know if it does. I'm just playing. We're gonna go with it. I'm just playing devil's advocate.
2: We're gonna go with it.
1: So I don't know the whole creature thing. I don't want to get too much into like like house elf welfare and things like that because. Dumbledore says some things about, well, you know, if Sirius would have just been a little nicer to Creature.
2: That, I mean, he should have. That seemed a little... But that seemed a it would have made a difference. Kind of alluded
1: to me, for lack of yeah. a better word.
2: But Harry did, he made the comment about Hermione wanted us to be nice to him. And I think the teacher, mm-hmm. the mentor in him kicked in and was like, well, yes, and she was right. Mm-hmm. Because you should have been nicer to him. He's mm-hmm. not... And, it, and then it kind of got onto that other podium, soapbox, whatever, about, you know, wizards don't treat other creatures very well, not mm. creature in general, but creatures mm, right. in general, um, very well, and that we've kind of mistreated them for so long now. It's just kind of
1: become accepted.
2: Yeah, and we're...
1: It's kind of become the norm. It's kind of like, you know, civil, you know, the fight for civil rights in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, people of color were were treated poorly for so long that, like... Even generations of people who weren't around during slavery the, And they might not even have been hateful toward people of color But they didn't have them on the same level as them, as people mm-hmm. you know, Even people that, that weren't actively out you know, blocking uh, African American children From going into schools where they were desegregated just because you weren't actively blocking them doesn't mean you were supporting them either. You know, it doesn't mean that you were treating them, the, you know, the way that you would want to be treated. And I think it's the same thing with the house elves. It's just been happening for so long. Well,
2: it's all of them, though. You know, the centaurs don't get yeah. treated well. The mm-hmm. giants don't get treated well, and now everybody's kind of against the wizards. The wizards mm-hmm. have got this bad reputation mm-hmm. of being, you know. The meanies
1: It's like when I show my kids
2: And they're not gonna have any allies
1: when, I when show, the war comes When I show kids pictures of people marching With that, with Martin Luther King And they'll say but There's white people marching with Martin Luther King Yeah Because There were There are some people Like Hermione Who would start spew Mm-hmm. And go out of her way, even though everybody thought it was stupid, and everybody made fun of her, and everybody gave her a hard time about it. She's there there are people that are that um, passionate about helping people who need help.
2: Dedicated. She spent, you know how much she loves to study, and she mm-hmm. spent hours knitting and making things mm-hmm. and promoting this.
1: But most, But most people aren't like that. And there, I think there, there's different levels of witches and wizards, just like just there's different levels of caring that people have in our world. There's the people that, okay, well, I don't have anything against the house elves, but they're still working for me. They're still my servants. I'm not gonna whip them or anything, but I'm, they're still not gonna, sit at the table and dine with me and I'm not going to, you know, buy them Christmas presents and, you know, go caroling on the weekends. And then there's, like, the Malfoys who are just horrible to anybody who's different from them. Um, Not just house elves, but we saw how Umbridge reacted when she came across the centaurs in the forest. Is anybody different from them. And then you've got a very small section. Like the people that that actually got out and marched with Dr. King and didn't care what if, if their face was on TV or their face was in the newspaper, didn't care what their neighbors were going to think about them. The people like Hermione who would actually look out for the welfare of these house elves who have been, you know, put down for, I don't know, thousands of years. I don't know.
2: Hermione is discriminated against too by, like you said, the Malfoys for being muggle born and, um, so, I think she kind of knows what it feels like. It's not a lot of people that are mean to her, but there are some. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she sees that kind of tiered system imbalance and she doesn't like it.
1: Yeah. I think it's, it's and I didn't have any of that in my notes, but it's just when we get talking and we see the connections between, I think it's a really fun thing about doing the show is we see the connections between real life. And these books And for whatever you want to say about J.K. Rowling Man She's got a lot of things in this story That In these stories That are going to be pertinent for years to come
3: Mm
1: -hmm. We talked about how Mark Twain books Don't really have a connection To the world today These books will Mm -hmm. Because there's always going to be Racism in our world. There's always going to be favoritism in our world. There's always going to be people that.
2: Trying to control the media, right. the narrative. Yes.
1: There's always going to be that until, of course, AI ends the world in, yeah. <laughs> in 150 years or so. Up until then. Oh, you,
2: said, you said 130. No, that was 130
1: episodes. 130. I, I, said, I think I said 100. But now that I saw that AI can't even put, put heads, heads on, heads on <laughs> right, I added another 50 years okay, to it. Okay uh, So it's fair. You all will be good. Your children will be good. Your children's children will be good. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to worry about AI for a long time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we will have obliterated this planet with nuclear war before we before we yeah. have to worry about AI. And then the Terminators can take over and we won't care because we won't okay. be here. So, no skin off our nose. Uh, Harry really wanted to blame Snape a lot in this chapter. At, for Professor at, Snape. For at least some of the bad things that have happened. But Dumbledore keeps coming up with reasons why this isn't fair to Snape. Uh, is Dumbledore doing this more because... I know this is probably a bit of both situation. But is Dumbledore doing this more because he legitimately... Legitimately believes that Snape has committed no misdeeds here? Or does Dumbledore want Harry's disdain to just be focused on Dumbledore? I know it's, a, it's probably a bit of both. Yeah. Which we need to get that drop on the
3: the of Guardians of the
1: Galaxy drop on the, <laughs> on the soundboard here. But what do you think it's more? Do you think that Dumbledore just so implicitly trusts Snape? Or that Dumbledore just is like, no, don't focus on Snape. I want you focused on me right now.
2: Whether or not Snape made any mistakes, I feel like as the headmaster and Snape being a professor, Dumbledore has to be like, no, you're supposed to trust your professors. And like, if Snape did do something wrong, I'm sure Dumbledore would deal with it, but he needs Harry, particularly Harry, to trust Snape as member of the Order of the Phoenix as his professor as Occumency instructor I mean and it it also just gave us a little bit of an insight too because we all knew in that moment Mm -hmm. when he said Padfoot hasn't been the place that was hidden that he that Snape understood him but of course he couldn't say that at the time and we all knew he was gonna do something about it. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't not do something about it. But we get to hear like the play by play of what he did. Mm-hmm. Like he went almost above and beyond. He saw Harry go into the forest, and then he was concerned that Harry didn't come out of the forest. And then he, you know, took took care of that too and
3: went like,
1: to check and make sure Sirius was not at the ministry. Sirius was indeed at uh um, Place. Yeah.
2: He was taking care of business. And just that... Ooh, turn
1: Turner overdrive.
2: There was a little... Care of business. ...line in there where he said, you know, he was worried about you, when you or concerned about you when you didn't come out of the forest. And that just gives us a little more insight. Like, okay, mm-hmm. Snape may have issues with Harry, but he's not going to let anything happen to Harry.
1: And Harry even said something like, yeah, but... You told... Dumbledore, or uh, Snape, told Sirius to to stay at the house when mm-hmm. everybody else went running off to him save me and my friends. And Sirius might have stayed if Snape hadn't been goading him all these weeks about, you know, being stuck in that house. But Dumbledore kind of says Sirius is a grown man.
2: Yeah. Again. Kids and adults think differently. Although, we have argued repeatedly that 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 Sirius is barely an adult.
1: He's very much a man-child, yes.
2: So, yes, that might have had something to do with it. But, again, Dumbledore can't... You know, he has to back his, his teachers and the adults.
1: There is one point in Dumbledore's discussion with Harry where Dumbledore has a moment of weakness. Where his like stoicism crumbles away and Dumbledore like, puts his head in his hands and breaks down a little bit. Uh, Harry blames Dumbledore for making serious stew in his childhood home along with nothing but a racist house elf and a screaming painting of his racist mother. And Harry compares it to Harry being cut off from communication with his friends and his teachers last summer in the Dursley house why is why was this the breaking point for Dumbledore's conscience so to speak?
2: I don't know if it was just if it was this or just the fact that we're still like he, he's wanting like again he wants to get to what he wants to get to. Mm-hmm. He wants to tell him about the prophecy. That's the band-aid Dumbledore's waiting to rip off. But we have to go through all this other stuff first.
1: You gotta go through the wrestling show if you want to get the ice cream. After. And then
2: it's like, okay, now I have to, basically he's listing all of his transgressions out. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, he's being held accountable for everything that he, all the choices that he's made. But again, you know, he's saying these are the right choices. I made the right choice. I put you where you would be safe. You weren't happy, and you weren't. You know, well taken care of while you were there, but you were alive, and that's what I needed.
1: So this is where Dumbledore's story really starts to slow down, and we do a lot of recapping. Like, remember in the first book, when you fought Voldemort, and remember when you did it again, and a lot of that. But to me, the most interesting bit of information here was the significance of Harry being raised and continuing to live. At the house on Privet Drive. Yes. Tell us a little bit, your Cliff's Notes version of why Dumbledore felt that Harry had to be there, even though it wasn't maybe the most friendly environment growing up.
2: Well, we figured out in earlier books that because Lily sacrificed herself to try to protect Harry, that that put a protection on him. And that was what caused the spell to rebound and leave the scar and hurt Voldemort instead. So then, Dumbledore did something. We don't really—it's a charm. It was some connection. He used that by putting Harry with his mother's sister. So, it's so something same about blood the relative. Blood. Yes. Yes. So his mother, sister, Harry have very close. DNA. But he just says blood. And but he it's not like just because they're family. Dumbledore did something. He said the charm that I put on you or She had the, to take you in. You, she, yeah, by taking you in and accepting almost like accepting you as her son. Although right. we don't go that far because you know
3: she didn't and like she did
1: that it, much. She did She didn't do it without complaining. But she did it. And that's mm-hmm. what sealed the the protection
2: mm-hmm. and that as long as he calls that house home with his aunt Voldemort can't attack him when he's there
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that was pretty much why he has to go back he couldn't go live with Sirius mm-hmm. even though you know he kind of it, it never really got shut down they kept talking about it it didn't really get far enough to get shut down by Dumbledore or maybe Dumbledore explained it to Sirius Off off the pages And then we kind of left it alone After Mm -hmm. that But that's why He has to go home Every year
1: Yeah to that horrible situation Mm -hmm. Because it was Like like we said earlier Dumbledore felt For the greater good We gotta keep this boy alive Mm -hmm. Because
2: Harry probably appreciates being alive Yeah. Not right now.
1: (laughs) Maybe not right now. (laughs) But... Not in last chapter either. He kind of wanted to die in the last chapter.
2: Yeah. That's very emotional. Wasn't thinking clearly. Yeah. Um... I lost my train of thought.
1: Drive. We were talking about (laughs) the...
2: Oh, you know, once he got to Hogwarts,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. like he said, you know... Before, we could, he could have had somebody else raise Harry from a baby. Yeah. Any family would have taken him said, in. Yeah,
1: any wizarding family would have been glad or to.
2: even once we got him past those first 15 years, then somebody else could have taken him in. Mm-hmm. But we had to send him back to... And it kind of makes sense to me. If he's at school, he's at school. Dumbledore's there. He can take care of things. Mm-hmm. If he's not at school, he's got to be at home where he's under the protection.
1: hmm Can't be flying around in a car.
2: Oh, he did do that, though.
1: (laughs) Said it several times. Like when the (laughs) twins came and rescued him from the house. (laughs) When they met... When, uh... Dobby made him miss the train. Mm -hmm. So, you're you're very exposed. (laughs) uh, Not just to the elements, but to the bad guys. If you're flying around in a Ford Anglia, or whatever that's called. (laughs) Um... What do you make of Dumbledore's excuses in this chapter for not telling Harry sooner? To me, it was a little weak. You were too young, so I didn't want to tell you. You were in a good mood, so I didn't want to tell you. You were so sad, so I didn't want to tell you. You were so traumatized by what happened to Cedric, so I didn't want to tell you. The, the excuses that Dumbledore gives for not filling Harry in on... This information earlier to me Come off as a little weak What do you think?
2: A little bit But also I see his side You know Nobody wants to tell a kid That hey you gotta grow up And fight this guy And one of you is gonna die Like that's a lot For a kid um, But I mean he was Asked in the first book, he did ask him directly. And, and Dumbledore kind of, he doesn't come out and say it, but it kind of sounds like, mm, you asked me that one time, but you were a little young. It was your first year. I didn't want to, didn't want to burden you. And then you never asked me again. So mm. that was
1: great. So it's kind of your fault when you think about it. Yeah,
2: think about it. Like, I would have told you if you asked, but you didn't. Mm. So. It's kind of on you, Harry. Like,
1: everything. Kind
0: of. <laughs> No, Dumbledore,
2: we're going through The whole point of this conversation Is to put the blame on you, stop
1: Yeah, see that seemed a little weak for me Uh, Let's end it by talking about the prophecy The prophecy that Voldemort so desperately Wanted to get his hands on The prophecy that was broken in the battle At the ministry Dumbledore knows the contents of this prophecy though Mm -hmm. Because he was the one Who the prophecy was told to so tell us a little bit about how that all came together.
2: Um, He was sort of interviewing with no intention of hiring.
1: It was Pastor kind of Trelawney. just like a like a doing a friend for or doing a favor for a family friend.
2: Yeah, just out of like respect for the relative that was so mm-hmm. good. Um,
1: At divination At divination
2: And he does He's he, he does not even sure If divination should be taught yeah, he Like he take thinks it out It's out a the, dumb uh, subject
1: he was gonna take it out Of <laughs> the, the curriculum Now he's stuck
2: Keeping it in
1: I thought that was Kind of an underrated Moment line. Yeah <laughs> like, We were <laughs> thinking about Taking uh, underwater basket weaving Out of the curriculum Cause it's dumb Cause it's kinda dumb But now we're stuck with it um, And we've even found out That it's kinda dumb When we've had Other teachers teaching it That aren't Trelawney -hmm. You know, when we had, um, oh my goodness, friends, friends, (laughs) I was like, the the really cute centaur guy. (laughs) (laughs) He was even saying, "Eh, You probably won't master this. Eh, I can show you all this. You're probably not going to understand it.
2: But knowing about it is important, maybe.
1: I guess. I mean, it's kind of like learning about astrology.
2: Yeah. Well, but they did. He did get exposed to a centaur and got to know him, and they probably have a better appreciation for his Well, then kind. they should have,
1: like, centaur relations class, or whatever, where you could just <laughs> hang out with centaurs and, and learn, learn to... About ap- le- learn about their culture. Yes, exactly. And learn to
2: appreciate. But I feel like that's kind of like what it was. Right. Like,
1: I took... In college, I took an African-American studies class. Like you. You know? You can...
2: You won't ever be able to read the stars, but we can because we've studied. Yeah,
1: I took, wor- you know, religion classes and in, in uh in college. I had no intent on joining any of these religions, but you learn about people that think differently than you and it opens your mind to be a more understanding productive member of society. So maybe that's what they should do. Get rid of divination, have Getting to know you, centaurs class, and maybe getting to know, like other magical creatures, creatures
3: class, other species. not just like
1: care of magical creatures. No, no we're not like talk about like taking care of like pets magical here beings. because centaurs don't like that. Mm. They don't like being you know talked to like that. So maybe that's the way to shake up the curriculum next time.
2: Anyway, so he goes. He meets Trelani at the Hogshead. And just as they were wrapping up, and he's like, mm, I, don't,
1: yeah, I don't need I am you. Getting this out of the curriculum.
2: Yeah. I think we're going to go in another direction. She starts doing a full blown real prophecy. And um, I, I knew this part, but it also struck me as odd. He said that somebody had overheard the first part, and Mm -hmm. then he realized that they overheard it and were expelled Mm -hmm. from the area or something. I don't know. I just had trouble picturing that. And also,
1: you know... Like, oh, oh, this is for real. Everybody else get get out of here. Get out,
2: get out, get out. (laughs) Or maybe he threw up like a sound shield Mm -hmm. or something. I don't know. But, yeah, it was weird.
1: So, the prophecy probably the biggest takeaway from the prophecy is that it is just assumed that the prophecy is about Harry. Mm -hmm. But there were two wizard boys born at the end of July, as stated in the prophecy, born to parents that were in the Order of the Phoenix, that had escaped Voldemort multiple times. Thrice. There is a possibility that the prophecy... The prophecy was just attributed uh, attributed to Harry, and that's why when it was filed away at the Ministry, Harry and Voldemort were the only two that could.
2: And Harry's initials I think, had the question mark next to it, right? So they were assumed. <sighs> so, like you said, both two boys were both born at the end of July, mm-hmm. but then the line that said "marked him as his equal" kind of does make it. Mm -hmm. Like Voldemort picked And he made it Harry Because he's got Mm marked He has the scar on his head And um, So But it could have gone either way Mm -hmm. Like, Literally he chose
1: And the other boy Is one of your favorites
2: Neville
1: And Neville keeps coming up In the book You know a lot of times he'll, he'll kind of disappear For seven or eight chapters, but then comes back in some kind of prominent spot. Mm-hmm. And recently we, you know, kind of gave Neville his credit for how he acquitted himself in the ministry, despite having his face kicked in and having his wand broken and, you know, still fight, And all, fighting all of the years
2: fight. at school with a wand that wasn't his. Mm-hmm. A wand that did not choose him. And so he has been struggling. And comes off as, you know, hopeless and just not very good. Not a very good wizard.
1: So probably the biggest thing that we can take away from this is just keep your eye on Neville. These last couple books we got coming because I don't think he's going away anytime soon. I don't think he's just going to be a bit character. I think it's something that we got to, you know, keep our eyes on because there's... Obviously, a very, you know, similar connection that him and Harry have.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Dumbledore does point out that when Voldemort decided which boy he was going to go after, he went after the um, half-blood. Mm-hmm. Did he say half-blood? I don't remember what term he is. Not the not the um, pure-blood wizard. Like mm-hmm. Neville comes from a very um wizard old wizarding family. Yeah, prominent. Prominent mm-hmm. wizarding family. And but that's not who he went after. He went after Harry from the Muggleborn Witch.
1: Interesting. And there's also the connection, you know, Harry and Neville's respective parents. You know one Harry's parents died at the hands of Voldemort and you know the other uh, Neville's parents you don't want to say they're like basically in the same situation but they're they're there, their bodies are there but nothing else really is So they both experience that similarly as well. Uh, and that's pretty much it on this long episode Epis- talking about chapter 37 the lost prophecy here on broomsticks and motor anything else you want to add about the penultimate chapter? Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And I do have a surprise email for you.
2: What? Why you always surprise me with them?
1: You don't like surprises?
2: Oh, I do. But then i you put me on the spot. Um, No, I think we... There was a lot in this chapter. And I know we didn't get all of it. Because it was a lot. But I think we covered it pretty well.
1: Well, next time we'll wrap up Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. We will watch the movie. I'm excited. Do a little compare and contrast. And then get into uh, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, I believe, Ooh. Book Six. Uh, this email comes us comes to, comes us, comes us, comes to us this week via broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com from Tara in Nashville, Tennessee.
2: Hi, Tara.
1: Dear Dan and Jess, a friend recently told me about your podcast, and I've been spending my work days catching up. I work at a data entry center. She's
2: getting paid to listen to us. Getting
1: paid, baby. That's the
2: dream. Getting paid
1: in the Escalade. (laughs) I work at a data entry center, and your shows have made my days fly by. Thank you so much. For a long time, I've thought of doing my own podcast where I review different manga series. It's like Japanese, Mm -hmm. uh, the book version of Japanese anime. But I don't even know where to start you have any suggestions, tips, or encouragement that can give me the courage to make this happen?
2: Uh, my boss at the library overheard me saying that we do a podcast. And she was like, do you want to do a program where you teach people how to do a podcast? And I was like, absolutely not. Because I <laughs> don't know how. I know none of this stuff. Tara, I read my chapter and then I sit in this chair right here. And I oh, I, I do help you get the stuff out.
1: You do. I really un- I
2: un- unravel the microphone cords. You worked and the heck out them. of that soundboard
1: too. I, I
2: I haven't touched it today.
1: Why don't you hit something there?
2: Well, it's not very good, is it? I'm not very good at <laughs> because I don't know what to do.
1: No, see so you are you're, you're talking about more of the the technical, the technical aspect. Stuff. Yeah,
2: I have no idea. But before that,
1: how did how did our podcast come about?
2: Y- your brain. You asked me if I wanted to do it, but you had kind of came up with the idea. But
1: the the thing, the thing that I'm trying to to draw to make out of me you say, here, <laughs> Tell her "I'm
2: not good at this."
1: <laughs> you have to have something that you're passionate about. Yeah, and it sounds like she already has that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's step one. We don't have any, and you could probably hear this <laughs> in in our podcast. We don't have any formal training in. Radio or anything like that. I have I have worked for a radio station before, but I wasn't an on-air talent. You know, I did I did written articles. I, I covered MMA and, and pro wrestling, and
2: and you did a podcast for that. Which I did, which got you the know-how, the yes. technical know-how. It was,
1: and it was a lot of trial and error. But, and I, and I'll give you some some tips on some of the technical stuff, free programs to use, uh, different ways to keep your costs down, because I have gotten good at that. Because there are a lot of websites out there that will say, hey, let us host your podcast. We'll do all the work for you. But then they charge you so much that you're you're paying for the privilege to have this podcast. And unless you're recuperating that money in ad sales or something like Mm -hmm. that, Then you're, I don't want this to be a financial burden for you doing something that you love. I think the first thing you you have to have is you have to have the idea. And it sounds like you have to have something that you're passionate about. Sounds like she has that. I will say that it's from, you know, I've done, I did over a hundred episodes. Probably the Harry Potter podcast is probably surpassing the, the wrestling podcast that I did. I think I did somewhere in the area of 130 wrestling shows And a lot of them I did by myself It's so much easier if you have somebody to do it with And you have to have somebody that is as committed to it as you are Because I have done shows with people that I have to try to track them down I have to try to set up a time I have to try to go to them to record the thing about this is that you are as interested in doing this as I am, probably even more so.
2: Yeah, I'm poking you.
1: You're poking and prodding <laughs> me to get my Hey, two, you want to hey, do a podcast this weekend?
2: Hey, so you want to do a podcast this weekend? You got
1: to have you got to have the content that you you want to do. And I would say find a friend or two and it, they don't even have to be in the same room. You can you can do it on Skype. You know, and there's free. There's when I used to record interviews on the wrestling show, I there's free just Google free audio or free Skype recording. I think Skype might even have a recording option now. When I was doing it before, Skype didn't have the option to record both sides of the audio. Got your idea, play around with the format a little bit. I think you need to. I, I kind of stole the idea for this show. From a podcast called uh, that My brother listened to called Star Wars Minute Where It was this group of friends Where they would watch One minute Of a Star Wars movie And then talk about it for 15 minutes And break, really break down Apart that one minute And that would be an episode And then the next episode would be the next minute of Of the first Star Wars movie And the next episode would be talking about the next minute Of the Star Wars movie And I thought, well, that's a bit much. That's a bit much. That's a bit micro. Let's go a little more macro. And instead of doing, you know, a a podcast about each book, which is a little too
2: too much, (laughs) you're,
1: you're zooming out the Google Earth a little too much on that. Let's go chapter by chapter, and let's really dig into and drill down into some of these concepts. So I would think if you're doing like a manga series you might be able to do one per book you might be able to do an episode per book or if if the i don't read a lot of manga but if it's broken up into like acts or chapters or or anything like that maybe you could do like two episodes for one book because there's so many volumes mm-hmm. of these
2: Oh, well, i know i work the, at the of library these, of these manga they're impossible to shelve
1: that you could you know very easily get so many episodes just out of the, the books that you have as far as the uh, and I said like I said play with the format a little bit do some test episodes before you put anything out there and in, into podcast world do some test episodes and play around with how you want to set it up you know we've kind of got a format that works for us here where I read the chapter then I go back into the chapter again and kind of try to do a rough outline of what happened. But also, when I go through on my second read, I write down questions that pop into my head. What do you think about this? What? How, how can you relate it uh, to something else that you've read? What was your thought going through your head when you read this? Things that I could ask you about that would give me a deeper understanding. And that's just something that works for us mm-hmm. that might not work for For Tara but that's just an idea If you've got the the passion to do it And you've got Hopefully somebody to do it with you To keep you motivated I think that's the biggest part Of the battle right there As far as the technical side you do not Need a lot of money to do This podcast we use uh,
2: We have a lot of fancy equipment No <laughs>
1: We, we, we've upgraded our, our microphones, but mm-hmm. we didn't have to. That was a decision that we made once we started to get more popular.
2: He said we... I, I didn't know, you know
1: anything about it. We used to just use... Uh, I'm looking at one on Amazon right now. It's about a $50 microphone. It's called a Logitech Snowball Microphone. And the cool thing about that is that it's USB. It plugs straight into your computer, uh, so you don't need to have any other kind of... Um, you know special plugs or we we've got like a, a switch now where we can plug multiple microphones into it and we can mess around with all the volumes and everything but we didn't used to have that we used to just have the the one condenser and some people call it like a condenser microphone and it will you can set it to where it will record both sides of the microphone so you can have somebody sitting across the table for you like our setup now, we have our, we all both have our own microphones because it, and
2: they're color coordinated. Just so you know,
1: yep, Jess has the blue Ravenclaw mic. I've got the the yellow Hufflepuff mic. But start with something that's cheaper than that. Don't don't go super cheap with like a twenty dollar microphone or anything like that. I would say you know fifty dollars is probably about you know you can get a good microphone. I like the Logitech uh, Snowball mic. I use it for many years. Uh, eventually upgraded to another Logic Tech mic. The other thing that I would say that is that's cheap to get good audio quality is some kind of uh, pop filter. We've got uh, like the news reporter uh, wind filters on ours. It looks like a little sponge. That that kind of and they've got the ones that are just like little. They're like five bucks. Little like circular ones. look like like a little, little mesh disc, screen yeah. that attach to your microphone. That'll help. A lot of the the sound quality is a cheap way to get better quality sound. As far as recording, if you're on Windows, we use Audacity, which is a free program. And it's got a lot of good editing features through it for free. Like being able to take out, like if there's a hum in your microphone. Because our, our microphones still do... Uh, but you don't hear it Because I can take that out afterwards With the free uh, Features exactly. that are in in uh, Audacity If you have a Mac I believe most Macs come with uh, Something called GarageBand Which is a, a free recording software That you can use As far as Getting your podcast out there We host our own audio On uh, Amazon's Uh, cloud feature it's it's a lot of work to get it to host there but it's so cheap it's so cheap and we had to switch to something like that we used to just host it through like Podbean or something like that where you just send them the audio and they put it all up for you but if you get a lot of downloads you pay more money and it got to the point where we were getting you know 3,000 downloads an episode, and it wasn't financially responsible to keep paying that them. kind of money. If you can, and if you want to email me uh, back, Tara, if you're interested in this, I can tell you step by step how you can host it on Amazon, and we do three to 4,000 downloads a month and pay less than a dollar. I think I pay less than a dollar a month. Even if we get three to four thousand downloads of our podcasts, because people are also downloading the old episodes as well, which is another good thing about having a, a podcast like she's talking about with the manga. It's evergreen. You're not talking about like something that happened last week. You're talking about books that anybody could go to the library and get at any time. And uh, uh, having an evergreen podcast that can always be, uh, Jumped into at any point Or even if you have an episode just talking about one book People might not be interested In this other book They might just want to listen you talk about This book that they're familiar with I think that's a a great setup But I would probably start going Through one of the podcast hosting sites Just to make it easier for you And if you just want to get your content Out there and then eventually if you want to switch Over to hosting your own Audio or you know Via I think you could probably do it during Through like Dropbox Or one of the file hosting sites Like that If you want to eventually do that And save yourself some money I'd be happy to help with that Uh, I think I might even have it all typed out Because I was sent it to our buddy Mike A while ago I could probably find that and just send that to you Tara So let me know if you're interested in that But I would probably just go through like Podbean or whatever the uh, Current Popular sites are where you can just upload your audio and that'll get you on your feet quick. And I think while you're motivated, that's really important to s- start creating. You know, it's go back and listen to our first few episodes. They're not as good as that. As she,
2: she, just,
1: she,
2: she just found out <laughs> about it. I, was ta- I
1: wasn't talking about her, you, Tara. I was talking Tara, about Tara. We want the, you to go listen the, again. The, the, the greater just, you. Just, just go listen to them <laughs> again. <laughs> you can you can see how we've progressed and we're not polished you know by any stretch of the imagination just because we're not professionals but we do have fun doing that and that keeps us coming back and you know you'll gradually you know get some sponsors and we've had some sponsors on here and you'll gradually uh, get a bigger following on social media and you'll gradually. Uh, Maybe you put some upgraded equipment on your Amazon Christmas wish list, and your pa- and your family buys it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't even have to invest your your own money into it. You'll eventually get get you a, a soundboard <laughs> that you can do goofy sound effects on.
3: Play books, Christmas.
1: You'll eventually. Like I said, get to the point where you'll start to just get more comfortable. We still go, um, 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 um. We still do that.
2: And there's stuff that you take out, too, that you, you know, we mess up. Sure. Just, I know it sounds so great that you guys probably can't even fathom. My, phone, we my, mess f- up. my alarm
1: on my phone will go off like it did earlier in this episode mm-hmm. that I think I took it out. But yeah, if it's I in there, it out. if it's in there, you know. Sorry. Oh, well, what what's we, the worst that could happen if something stays in there?
2: We used to be real picky if the dogs were making noise, but um, we got over that, you know. Figure out yeah, it's,
1: it's a little charming now.
2: Yeah, you, <laughs> you just get to hear one of the dogs in the background. Not barking, because we have Basenjis, but their tag's jingling or squeaking a toy or whatever.
1: I would say, you know, you don't have to have like a soundproof environment. I know some people that podcast that have like a special room for it and they have the egg cartons on the wall and everything. I do know some people that do that.
2: That's a bit much.
1: And and you can do that, but you don't have to.
2: No.
3: You know, is, the, the technology
1: good. that they have now makes it so easy to get content out there and get it out there inexpensively. So, like I said, get you a halfway decent microphone. Get you a good starter mic, like a good $40, $50 microphone. Uh, get you a free program like Audacity or like GarageBand in order to record. But more importantly... Get you somebody to do the, the shows with. Get you a, an idea for a format that you want to do, and record some test shows, and see and play them back and see what they sound like. Um, and then you can, you know, get fancier with it and put music like we do underneath the the show, and kind of I think it kind of the melodic tones of it kind of make it a little bit easier to listen to and a little bit of fun, and it kind of fills in those in between. Times where neither one of us is talking, where we're kind of transitioning to a new topic. Uh, anything, any tips, any suggestions, any encouragement for Tara get her podcast off the ground?
2: Mm, nothing you didn't already say. Find a find a buddy to do it with, and uh, just have fun.
1: Yeah, it's got to be fun. If it's not fun, it's not worth doing. And I kind of got to the to that point with. The wrestling podcast is that i wasn't really having fun doing it it felt more like work and if it feels like work don't do it you know don't do it if it if it's a burden to try to get it done you know we set i think modest expectations for ourselves we were for when we first started recording we were like oh we got to do one every week it, got, it's too, it was too much. And then a couple of years ago, we made our New Year's resolution, and we kept it for a couple of years. I think we had a month this year where we only got one episode out.
2: October, because I was out of town three weekends.
1: But we didn't we didn't let it throw us off track, because think about how long we went with keeping that resolution of getting two episodes a month Then mm-hmm. Start with one episode a month, you know? And then, if you want to, if you feel more comfortable and you want to do it more, do it more. But don't, don't make it like work. If you make it like work, then it's not worth doing. It's got to be fun. And then, uh, you know, get yourselves, uh, once you got a name for your podcast, start to get all those, uh, try to get all those different social media tags out there (laughs) that are, that are available. Try to get stuff that, uh, that you can get associated with social media before somebody else grabs it and tries to lord it over your head for money. So, like, uh, I see that a lot with, you know, like when a new company is possibly coming out, uh, some people get word of it and they'll go out and and get the Twitter handle for it. And then when the company comes out, they have to pay them to get that Twitter handle. I see it, you know, I hear about that all the time in business. So, we got our social medias uh, on... Instagram, we are at Broomsticks B Podcast, I believe. On Facebook, just Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Email, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. You can always reach out to us on there like Tara did. And then on X, we are at Broomsticks B. So no podcast at the end, just at Broomsticks B on X. I'm trying not to scare. Anybody. Anybody anymore with my uh, enunciation of the artist formerly known as Twitter? So, Tara, we really appreciate the email. Good luck. Please email me if I can be of help. I will do my best uh, to help you. And so will Jess. Jess is very.
3: I'm so helpful. Very good
1: on the, the, I tec- know the technical know-how. She'll I help know you.
2: Nothing. <laughs> I sit in the chair.
1: Uh huh. Get yourself chairs. That's another. Oh thing. yeah, chairs. Yeah, get yourself chairs. Get yourself comfy chairs, preferably. Mm. Uh, we could probably upgrade our chairs a little bit, especially for this episode, <laughs> hour and a half. Oh my goodness! Ooh. Ooh. Thought we were gonna be uh, in and out of here in no time, but
2: no, there's a lot to yeah,
1: unpack. There's a lot. To, there's a lot to unpack. The penultimate episode for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, but. Like I said, get those socials out there. Um, that's how you grow your audience. Social media. Get yourself a TikTok. We don't have a TikTok. We do not have a get TikTok. Get yourself a TikTok.
2: We're old. We don't do TikTok. <laughs> we do Instagram.
1: Well, you do Instagram. I, I do Instagram. I don't really do Instagram. I'm lucky to be on X. Yeah. But yeah, get you, plug it on social media, throw it out there. You might only have one person listening. Then it goes to five, and then it goes to ten, and then all of a sudden you got people over in, you know, Germany emailing you. It's fun, you and know. And
2: you're doing trivias at
1: yeah, major conventions. Yeah, with, you know, in, at conventions that have 30,000 people at them. And it's, uh.
2: I wonder where she's at. She said she didn't, a couple of weeks ago, a friend told her. I wonder if she's all really caught up or how long it will take for her to get to this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned now.
1: Oh, I don't know. I would think that if she's, she's seemingly flying through them. I remember when Jane started listening and she, I couldn't believe how quickly she was getting through, getting caught up. I'm like, how? There's not even that many hours in the day. Yeah, there was
2: somebody who emailed us a while back, back when we didn't have that many episodes. She was like, yeah, I found out about you guys last week and I'm like, and I'm done. Any more chapters? we're like, what? Mm -hmm. Did you sleep?
1: Maybe, maybe they were listening to it in their sleep and just like. Absorbing it absorbing through it. osmosis. Yeah. But thanks everybody for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Again, thanks for the kind messages and emails uh, that I've been receiving asking about me. I'm hanging in there, y'all, but we're, we still got some more things to try and some more things to do to try to get me back to where I want to be. That's why my, there's a couple things I wanted to sing today, but. <laughs> Couldn't really...
2: We did too much singing the other night.
1: Yeah. That happens. It happens. But uh, thanks to Jennifer, Catherine, Luke, Amelia, Jane, Ronnie, Anastasia, Kelly, Olivia. Uh, This show's going to be coming out right after Thanksgiving 2023. Hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. Hope you have a good... uh, Hanukkah coming up, I think, starts on December 7th. I could be wrong. I think it starts on the 7th this year. If you're celebrating that, if you're celebrating... Uh, Christmas Early Merry Christmas We'll have some episodes out Before Christmas actually gets here Eighth The eighth Ah I was off by a day
3: yeah.
1: My uh I'm not as well versed In the Hebrew calendar As I am in the uh, The 12 month calendar Although I think uh, The Hebrew calendar Is a 12 month calendar It just doesn't line up Exactly with With ours That's why Hanukkah is on Different days In our calendar every year, but it always falls on the same days in the Hebrew calendar. So a little fun facts for no and tell huh. with you. Uh, again, Jennifer, Catherine, Luke, Amelia, Jane, Ronnie, Anastasia, Kelly, Olivia, everybody else. Thanks again for following along with us. We will be back next time with the final chapter. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And the movie. And the movie. We'll do a little time traveling uh, between finishing the chapter and reading the movie and Piece it all together for you before we move on to book six as we wrap up book five here. Until next time, be a wizard, be a witch, be a muggle, be a squib, but don't be a jerk. Or get.
2: See ya. Bye. I
0: got some magic in me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Everybody knows I got some magic in me.